everybody, and welcome to another podcast from the Scheduling Institute. My name is Doug. I'm a clinical trainer here, and I'm here with Melanie and Lindsay. Say hello, guys. Hey, teams. It's Lindsay here. Excited to be back with you and back with Melanie and Doug on the podcast. Hi, teams. It's Melanie. Glad to be here with you guys today, and it's our famous trio. We've got to put out a lot of content lately, and we're really happy to be back together and back with all you guys again today. Yes, we are. And so today we are going to talk about why we love being dental hygienists. Well, first, let's start out and talk about hygiene school. I went to the University of Wyoming. Lindsay, where did you go? I actually went to Lansing Community College. Fantastic. And Melanie, what about you? I am a graduate of the University of New Mexico. For those of you who've been to hygiene school, you can probably relate to a lot of this. I don't think I realized what I was getting myself into. It was much harder than expected. You had to be 100% focused and engaged the whole time. But I'll tell you, the amount of information I learned in such a short time was just phenomenal. I still have some of my old books from hygiene school, and I'm having a hard time like knowing what to do with them. That's so funny, Doug. I actually didn't know what a dental hygienist even was responsible for when I went to school. So I knew that I loved dentistry. I had been on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic with the previous university, and I just knew it was something that I was so passionate about. But I had no clue what the difference between a dental hygienist or a dentist was. And for me, the schooling experience was kind of different because I'd already been to a university and had created my study habits and what I like to do and how I like to learn. I think the harder part for me was the emotional experience of dealing with so much school workloaded onto you as well as dealing with patients and clinics and something that I just never personally experienced before. So it was, it was definitely a challenge to say the least. My favorite thing is to go into offices that have new team members that are newly graduated uh, dental hygienists and really just get to celebrate with them because graduating hygiene school was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. I remember it like yesterday, frantically trying to find a board patient and getting ready for national boards and we had anesthesia boards. And I just remember like graduation day just being the pinnacle because we worked so hard to get there. I remember it like yesterday too, the first time actually having an hour profi, it seemed <laughs> impossible because we go from our clinic hours of like three hour profis to the real world where we have to get everything we did done in one hour. And it was like, wait, I don't have an hour for this. And just that moment of like, oh yeah, things are really different when you get out of hygiene school. But hygiene school was one of the best times and the hardest times I can remember. I have to agree with you guys. I totally have blocked boards out of my mind up until now. So thanks for bringing that back. Um, Melanie, what, what got you into dental hygiene? Why did you want to become a hygienist? For me, I really wanted a career that I felt like I was making a difference in people's lives. And I really wanted what I was doing to matter at the end of the day. I wanted to go into the medical field. I just wasn't sure where. So my two choices were dental hygiene school or nursing school. And I single mom at the time and the flexibility that a dental hygiene career offered was much more appealing to me. So I knew I wouldn't be stuck working holidays and I wouldn't be stuck working graveyard shifts. And I still got to feed my soul with being able to help people and really at the end of the day feel like I was making a difference. But the flexibility of the dental hygiene career was really what drew me to going into the field. What about you, Lindsay? 
So for me, it started way back my interest in dentistry. We were actually, my family and I, when I was a child, we were going out to our camp and we hit a big pothole on this dirt road and I actually hit my face off the dash in the truck. And luckily at the time, I didn't have any of my adult teeth quite yet. I was definitely in a lot of dental pain, kind of uncertain what the process was going to be. So that was kind of my initial interest in dentistry. It wasn't a bad experience. It was just a traumatic one that occurred. And then as I got older, I was actually in ortho for about eight years, concerned that I wasn't going to get them off in time for my senior photos. And that was super important to me. That's all I could think about is I want the perfect smile for my senior pictures. And it, it happened. I had a great smile, but I was always around dentistry for years and years and years. And I just Honestly, a smile is what gave me confidence and I see it in so many people all the time and I just, I wanted to be able to create that universal language of confidence and not just myself, but for other people to have that same experience. So it wasn't even the flexibility or knowing what the career was, it was just, I really wanted to help other people have a confident smile too. That's awesome. And, and for me guys, my dad's a dentist, but he only practiced for a few years sold his practice because he loved the art of dentistry, but he hated everything else. He was the only dentist in town. He was working crazy hours. He definitely needed a scheduling institute. <laughs> that wasn't around. <laughs> but he became the uh, clinical dentist and program director of a hygiene school for 25 years. And when patients would cancel, they would, me and my dad had eight kids, so he would just pull us out of school and we would fill in. So I remember my seventh grade year, I think I had my teeth cleaned eight different times up at the school, and I probably needed it. <laughs> but that's how I was exposed to it. And then three of my sisters were hygienists. I did not go to my dad's school. He was retired by then. But I knew very well what I was getting into. But yeah, I mean, guys, the hours are great. You can go to any state in the U.S., any place in Canada, and many other places around the world, and use your hygiene degree. And I think part of this podcast is to draw us back to remember why we did this. We love that kind of flexibility and it's awesome. Yeah, we don't have to work those shifts. And Melanie, like you were saying, great hours. Yeah, I loved when I was working clinically, went in at seven in the morning and I got off at three in the afternoon. I worked Monday through Thursday and the rest of the week I got to dedicate to my family and to travel. And so really I never have found a career that was so flexible with the amount of time I got to spend with my family. Exactly. And part of this too is going through hygiene school, you meet all these great people, you become friends with them. Many of us still keep in contact with our schoolmates, a lot of it through social media, but you do, you make friends for life. Anytime you even just meet another hygienist, you just click, right? There's this sense of community. What about you guys? What's your experiences? I, I definitely still am in touch with a lot of um, girls that were in my class and we had one boy too but I'm definitely um, friends with a handful of them and we connect sometimes daily when it comes to the availability of having smartphones and smart devices now but um, as a whole even our class we had some memories pop up on one of those accounts recently and we were like we all need to get together and have a celebration and talk about what we've learned and what we've done and where we are and i just i'm really excited to have that opportunity and to share those things with different people it's like you do have a forever community with the hygiene world and it doesn't matter if it's someone you went to school with or someone you meet at a ce course or in the grocery store or in the toothpaste aisle at target like it's so easy to connect with someone that has gone through what you've been through or is currently in the trenches with you and it's just a really cool thing to have that community yeah i agree some of my best friends are people I went to hygiene school with. And we had two men in our hygiene 
cohort and I'm still good friends with both of them, but definitely two of my best friends. We're all in different states. We get together at least once every two years and do a girl's trip. I just moved to a new state and I'm working on getting my license transferred to a new state. And you know, my friends were like, hey, I have a license there. I can still help you with the jurisprudence exam. So it really is a tight knit community. And I mean, we spent every day together for a few years. So it really was a tight knit bond and it's relationships we get to kind of extend past school. And even you think about like social media groups, the hygiene group, I'm part of a couple social media groups, ones in local states and then ones that are nationwide. And those communities are just really tight knit communities. Everybody kind of has each other's back and shares information openly. So I've been really blessed to be in such a great community, even though I'm not practicing clinically. And what do you guys think? I, I think as a clinical team, even within the Scheduling Institute, we really do have a tight-knit community. Melanie, I was literally just going to tell you that. I'm sorry. You're stuck with Doug and I and the rest of the clinical team too for forever now because we have such a great connection and work so well and are able to share so many things beyond just work sometimes. And I just, I love you guys. So I'm excited that you're now a part of my life and my community too. Couldn't ask for more. I am more than happy to be, <laughs> to be lifers with you guys. I know it's so funny as we were talking, I was like, and I text with these guys every day, like at least a few times a day. If I don't get funny memes from them, I'm like, hey, what's going on? So we really do like get the opportunity to be really a tight knit group. And Doug has the funniest dental humor. If you guys have never seen some of Doug's dental humor, you have to ask him about it when he comes into your office. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I love uh, I love our group uh, that we are close knit. And for those hygiene teams out there, I'm sure there's groups of you of hygienists that just go out and have happy hour together. And you know, some other team members may not get that, and they think, oh, you hygienists just kind of you know go with your go with your own group or do your own thing. But it's not that. It's just like we've said, they know how we how we feel. We've been through that. And it just creates this unspoken bond when you've gone through that. If you've been with Scheduling Institute, been to our trainings, you'll know that we're really big on a thing called action items. One of the action items that we'd like you to do as a hygienist is to reach out to one of your fellow other hygienists through social media, in person, on a call, and just talk to them and just tell them how great it is to be a hygienist and reach out and have a positive, fun experience talking about hygiene with somebody that you know that's a hygienist. Because there's a lot of things in, that have changed recently, especially with the healthcare system. And there's some hygienists out there that are struggling and they're having a hard time with all these new procedures. So this would be a really good time this year to just reach out to other hygienists and just talk to them about something positive. So some of your friends may not even be practicing dental hygienists anymore. Maybe they're doing some other thing with their degree. Reach out to them as well. Find out what they're doing because you don't have to always be in private practice. I think most hygienists are in private practice, but there are other opportunities. Lindsay and Melanie, what do you think? Have you guys thought about this as far as being out in a private practice? I mean, there's, there's so many opportunities as a dental hygienist because you, you are highly skilled and you are highly knowledgeable. And a lot of times we don't give ourselves the credit for the hard work that we've put into and I think a big thing is we don't always have the confidence in ourselves. We aren't coached or trained that way in a lot of our atmosphere. So finding that confidence and one of the best ways to do that is 
find that community or create that network and utilize that, whether it's, hey, I, I love private practice, I don't want that to go away, but what else could I maybe be doing at the same time if it's teaching or talking about a product that you love or being involved with so many things, there's just a lot of opportunity that I didn't know getting into this career. And I'm so thankful that I've been able to find that. And it's always come to me through some sort of network experience or having that conversation with someone and showing interest. And I just, I love that it's never ending to keep investing in yourself and find ways to create more value towards what you do or have more passion about what you do at the end of the day. So I just think it's a really cool place to be. Yeah, I completely agree. When I was getting ready to transition out of clinical dental hygiene, I know really reaching out to those communities through the online platforms was really beneficial for me because sometimes I think we can get stuck and think we don't have any other options. But I know I have friends that are teaching a couple days a week and still working clinically because their connection with their patients is really important, but they needed to transition out of full-time hygiene. Also, me and Lindsay were on a CE course the other day, and I saw one of the old hygiene team leads at one of my offices now working for Perio Protect, and she was like the Perio Protect queen. Uh, Lindsay was a little apprehensive about Perio Protect until she watched her whole CE about it and she was incredible and she really believed in it because she worked with it. I get to see people stepping out of clinical roles into other roles and it's really exciting to watch their passion about things because they got to work with the products that they're talking about for so long so they're really passionate about it and you can tell someone that's actually worked with something and really believes in it when you see them present about it. Yeah, exactly. I have a friend that she works for Invisalign now and she worked clinically as a hygienist for over 20 years. If you feel like you're getting burnt down on hygiene, there are other opportunities. But then again, I worked with another hygienist in Denver. She worked for the same doctor for 42 years. It was pretty amazing to hear her story, but there is a reason that she was able to work for 42 years in private practice. And that is because she absolutely loved her patients. Statistically, a hygienist usually only works seven to 10 years, and there's two reasons for that. Do any of you want to guess what those two reasons are? I would say pain. Yep, that's one of them. They start doing stuff the wrong way, and it's our neck and our back and our arms hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember, so we had an ergonomics class in hygiene school, and it was really embarrassing that like three of the five pictures on how to not do things correctly were me. So yeah, <laughs> I remember that distinctly. And honestly, that is why I ended up leaving the field was I had a wrist injury and I just couldn't clinically, like it was painful for me to practice. So practice good ergonomics. Yes, yeah. so that's one of the reasons. And what is the other reason? What do you think? I, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, but I totally agree with Melanie as far as ergonomics and we sometimes do that to better serve our patient. We put ourselves in positions that aren't always the best for our bodies either to better support their needs. And I'm gonna guess the other one is just not really feeling the engagement or the drive towards your career. It is, that's exactly right. There gets to be a day when you're sitting there and you're scaling tooth number 23 and 24, and in your mind you say, oh, I have to do this five more times today. I got to scale 23 and 24. And that's all you think about it. They're just, they're just teeth numbers and you've lost that patient focus. That's when you're done. Because 
the reason why we do the careers that we do is because we love serving patients. We are here to make patients happier and healthier. That's what drives us. Uh, you could even say we're people pleasers. We love it when people thank us for doing such a good job and we can see an impact on their lives. So the day that you forget your patients aren't individuals that have amazing stories, that's when it starts ending. I heard a great story about a hygienist that practiced clinically for about 20 years. And every morning she would sit in her car and she would focus on like the patient she was going to see that day. And it was never about a schedule. It was never about, you know, just scaling teeth. It was always about her patients. And she said that was the one driving factor that really kept her engaged in her job was every morning she would just focus on the people she was going to see and how she could impact their lives. And it really helped her stay focused and motivated in her career. Yeah, Melanie, 100%. That's exactly right. I mean, guys, if you want to survive in hygiene, you have to love your patients. You have to be engaged with them. Forget about yourself and be engaged with them. If you feel like there are days that just drag by, it's two things. Either one, you're not engaged with your patient, or two, you have holes in your schedule and you're sitting around. When you have patients and you engage with them and you give yourself 100%, those are the days that go by the quickest. When you don't do that, it drags, and that's when you start to feel that burnout. The number one thing I miss about private practice are my patients. I met some amazing people, and Melanie and Lindsay, I know 100%, you can agree with me on this one, but we miss our patients. We're, we're in a situation where we're really lucky and really blessed to be a part of the Scheduling Institute team because we get to network with a lot of different types of team members beyond just hygiene. And, you know, I think it all goes back to Melanie's story earlier, which is making me tear up almost. It's what gives you impact or drive. And if you don't know what that is, you should probably try and write that out and figure out how you can put that into your daily schedule. Because I just think back to that initial trip when I went to the Dominican Republic and I cried over sterilizing instruments and providing vitamins to people that had never even had the opportunity. And, you know, you have so much that you're able to do here in your practices with your patients. And it always isn't about what the money is. It's literally sitting down and teaching them something and impacting their personal life or their oral health. And it, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I do miss working with my patients. I still stay connected with a lot of them through social media. So I still get to feel connected, but I do really miss treating them. And I know when we talk about our stories, it all goes back to like the reason we got into this field was because we really wanted to help people. And I know for me, clinically, I could lose sight of that sometimes. And so when I got to bring the focus back to that, what I was really in the field for the impact that I got to make with those patients is when it brought drive back and fire back into my career. And I have one patient that I worked with that I still stay connected with, but we were treating her. Um, she was doing you know, periotherapy and we couldn't get her periodontal disease control and we referred her back to her doctor and had them do a whole list of blood work and found out that she was pre-diabetic and caught things before things got full blown. She was able to get, change her diet, change some exercise, and she has never officially been diabetic because things were caught in the dental office. And she will still like once a year on the anniversary when she found out that she was pre-diabetic will still send me a thank you note. Right? So when we get to have experiences like that and really focus on what we're doing for people it really helped drive my career and my happiness in it. 
Thanks for sharing those. And that's why we're doing this podcast today, guys. We need to remember why we started this. And a lot of us do lose focus. So another action item for you guys, what we want you to do is, first of all, we want you to write down what is your engagement as being a hygienist. And rate yourself on a scale from one to 10. One being you don't care about your patients, you're just doing it for the money. 10 being you are doing it for your patients, money aside, but you do it because you just love what you do. What we want to make sure is that when you go to bed on a Sunday night and you have to work the next morning, you're not one of those people that says, uh, I have to go to work tomorrow. This sucks. No, you want to be one of those people that say, I'm excited to go to work. I love going and helping my patients. If your engagement's low, maybe it's time you take your careers to some other place, but you're there to give your patients 100% of your time and make their lives healthier and happier. We want you to write down all the positives of why you like being a dental hygienist. So this podcast is all about looking at our journey that we've been on from start to where we're at now and recognizing the great growth we've had and the impact that we have on our patients. Are we still motivated? Do we still want to be clinicians? And if not, you got to find something else that, that drives you. Be engaged with your patients or be engaged with something. Write down why you love being a hygienist. Write down what your engagement is. Write down who you're going to contact and give them some good words of encouragement. So, Lindsay and Melanie, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Doug, I just want to agree with you again. Write things down. I learned that when I became a part of the Scheduling Institute, and I didn't take that into account a lot previous. And anytime I write something down, I felt like I was better able to pivot from the point that I was at and really start working towards the goal or the dream that I had and making it a reality for the first time. So I definitely agree with you there. Write these things down, look at it. It motivates you, it, it points you in the right direction and keeps you focused on the path of where you really want to go and where you see yourself. And it's all about perspective, guys. For me, that was really, really important when I was practicing clinically. If I, got, if I got to take a second and really focus on the things I was incredibly grateful for, for the career I was in, the hours, the flexibility, the family that I had at my office. We were such a tight-knit family and we had so much fun together. And then that relationship that I got to have with my patients, if I got to focus on that, I was so much happier. And the day was so much better and we got to laugh and have a really good time. So don't lose perspective on why you got into this field, how much of a difference you get to make in people's lives, and really just focus on the good stuff. One other thing I just thought of, if you want to take this to one extra level, what if you wrote a thank you letter to one of your instructors from hygiene school? I mean, assuming they're still at the school, right? Some of us, they've long since retired, but can you imagine the impact that would have? I love that idea, Doug. That's a great action item list. And gratitude letters do so much for the people you're writing them for, but they also do a lot to feed our souls as well. So I love that. Same, Doug. I love the gratitude. I think that is huge when it comes to motivation for so many of us, no matter what that is. So I concur. It's been a great podcast today. We appreciate all the listeners tuning in. And thank you to Melanie and Lindsay for working with me today on this. It's always a pleasure. And I love you guys. And we hope that we see you guys in your offices, at events, wherever it may be. We're excited to be with you and we just love what we do and we want to see you guys be successful and we'll see you soon. Thanks guys. Thanks for having us here today. We can't wait to see you again. Bye teams and thanks for being with us again today. We love reaching out to you. Bye.